Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. And today we're putting the spotlight on HR, human resources, right? They have been facing a lot of challenges, COVID-19 demanding a lot more from them. They've had to change the way they, you know, deal with staff. And in fact, since the pandemic started, HR managers have had to suddenly manage entire departments from home, support employees working remotely. The usual recruitment process, uh, even training of new staff members also changed. It became more online, right? In addition, many companies had to impose reduced working hours over a prolonged period of time. Gone are the times where you simply had to put in a job ad in a local paper and you would have candidates, you know, flooded with applications. These days, you go to things like LinkedIn, right? Well, the pandemic has shown that HR is and they must be digital in order to keep up with the changing media landscape because applicants now mainly search for suitable jobs online. Like I mentioned, LinkedIn, they expect interesting opportunities to be posted, clear opportunities to be posted, clear job descriptions to be posted, and you want the company to have a professional presence as well. So is the HR sector resisting the need and importance of HR digitalization? And if so, how bad is it? Let's see if we can find out from Wancho Jerusalem, who is Vice President and Head of APJ Expansion at Darwin Box. Wancho, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. HR is a passionate topic of mine. I'm very looking forward to this. But first, I want to get to know your company, Darwin Box. I understand you guys are one of the leading providers of cloud-based human resources management software. How does that work? So Darinbox is actually one of the fastest growing HR tech platforms in the region across APJ. I guess we attribute that to how easy our systems can be used. It's really consumer grade. It's like using, you know, WhatsApp or Grab. And it's really mobile first, right? So it's great that I'm not sure if you guys know, but seven out of 10 employees across Southeast Asia do not have access to a phone. And to be mobile first, being able to touch the lives of almost every Asian employee across Southeast Asia. That's very, very important for us. So a few wins that we've had, we've we've recently become a unicorn thanks to TCB, the one who led the Series D funding. And uh, we were also the youngest and only Asian nature tech platform that have made it to the magic quadrant. So hopefully that sums it up and gives a bit of information about Darin Box. Congratulations on that. And it really shows and, and highlights the importance, right, with regard to HR going and even things going more mobile, more digital in that sense. So Absolutely. If let's say I'm a client, a potential client, how would it work uh, if I wanted to onboard something like Darwin Box? So in our case, I think one of our advantages is really having an understanding of the culture, the nuance of that particular customer, right? You know, I okay. think technologies nowadays can be really complex. And I think what's very proud of is we understand how different Singaporeans think as opposed to the Vietnamese, to the Aussies, to the Filipinos. Mm-hmm. And from us on the question, how does it work? We want to make sure that we understand the requirements of the prospect, really finding out how to delight their employees because ultimately it's not really the big banks or the big conglomerates that's our customer, right? Mm-hmm. Again, like what I mentioned, going back, our mission is really to make the life of Asian employees more meaningful at work, be it, be it remote, on-site, or hybrid. Okay. I love your choice of words there. You understand how Singaporeans think compared with, for example, Vietnamese or Filipinos. So then, yes. can you give me an example of how do Singaporeans think? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely right. So I guess with Singapore conglomerates or large firms, they're very brand conscious. So I think mm. over the past couple of years, they really look at the companies that have been there, you know, legacy platforms, for example, that have been incredibly successful. But I think if you give Singaporeans an option, if you really show them that you're passionate about what you're doing, you're passionate about how to make them successful or ultimately making sure that their employees are delighted in the workplace, wherever the workplace is, then I think Singaporeans can be more forgiving and can give you a chance to showcase your capabilities and your strengths. So there is that need for, and I'm just taking a guess here, a lot of open communication and some form of the right type of motivation needs to come into play here. Yes. HR now has to be like psychologists and, and, you know, it wouldn't be wrong to say that. What are your observations of the HR sort of landscape here in Singapore? I mean, our topic is HR digitalization, so maybe we can focus on that. Do you think human resources departments here in Singapore are digitalizing enough? I think it could still improve, right? I think, you know, if you compare Singapore to our Southeast Asian peers, obviously Singapore is quite advanced in terms of how we go about things with technology. But I think there could be some packets of improvement particularly in the mid-market space. And let me define mid-market, right? Mid-market would be companies that would be anywhere between maybe 500 to maybe 2,000 employees. These are the ones who are, you know, experiencing real growth, say, internet tech firms that may only have 500 employees now and then suddenly after six months, their forecast is pay to double or even triple our headcount, right? Mm. And I think those are the ones that would really need a complete hire-to-retire platform because those companies are the ones who are kind of susceptible to buying technologies piecemeal. So, you know, maybe they would invest in a recruitment solution now and then after six months, they would go, hey, I want to protect the people that we've recruited, right? I want to go performance. So these companies evolve and become more mature. These are really the ones uh, that can benefit from having a full heart to retire Azure tech platform. Okay. Wancha, with my next question, I'm trying not to go off track. I hope I'm able to make a point here. My opinion is that with regard to a lot of HR departments here in Singapore, it's a bit cold in the sense I don't look at staff as my resource, my human resource, but rather I need to protect the interest of the company. I have policies or whatever that I need to put in place and fulfill. Now, I'm not sure if you share that opinion as far as your observation is concerned. And secondly, how can digitalization sort of help that instead of having these departments pick up digitalization for the sake of digitalization? That's a great question, right? But I guess if you would really think about it, the ones who did those policies are also people, right? And I think based on my experience in Singapore and across Southeast Asia, and this is brought about by the pandemic, right? I think it's become really apparent that the most important piece that makes up a company, it's really the one who runs it, right? Obviously, there's a lot of talk about AI and bots that yeah, can yeah. anticipate what you do. and But ultimately, if we don't protect the people that makes up the company, then, then how would you have a vibrant culture, right? Mm. So to me, again, in my case, I'm very, very focused on the people. And if you invest in people, making sure that they're well taken care for, that their performance is being meticulously tracked, making sure that that they feel they're backed up by their employers or their managers, Mm -hmm. then I think that company would become more successful. How do you convince potential clients if they are resistant 
to leveraging on these tech platforms? I mean, how, what would you tell them in terms of how they would be on the losing end if they don't pick it up? If you would rewind maybe five years back, yeah. when you show a particular product, for example, it's all on spreadsheets, right? It's all on <laughs> PPTs and spreadsheets and yeah. numbers. And it's not very personable, right? But now, when we meet a customer online or face-to-face, we give them our mobile phones. And say, hey, here's the platform. Go ahead and play around with it. And they're really delighted by how easy they use the platform, right? You know, again, we are a consumer-grade, mobile-first platform. It's like using, again, Grab and Uber or those consumer-grade technology. And they enjoy it, right? And again, Mm -hmm. our aim is um, to make sure that all employees, be it white-collar or blue-collar workers, are able to utilize the platform, right? Because that's how you encourage adoption and that's how you encourage inclusion across the workplace. Mm. Any chance you could give us a couple of examples of uh, or names from your clientele list? Absolutely. So um, there's SEMCORP who recently signed with us. Wow. They were very delighted on how we can address a distributed workforce not just in Singapore, but globally, right? Mm. We've signed up a few large banks in Indonesia, for example, like Danamon, BTPN. And again, it all boils down to having their employees play around with their system, showing them that we understand your pain points, we want to help you out, we want to make you successful. And I think that's the formula to success, right? In Darinbox, we actually don't believe in best practice. But we believe in better practice, right? (laughs) We feel that we will not ever reach the best when we try to always better ourselves, right? So hopefully that makes sense. Oh gosh, because I was actually going to ask, like for example, with Sebcoop, these companies that you've been speaking to, and I think more important now because you have this so-called great return, people going back to the office, right? I mean, as far as best practices, (laughs) I hate to use that word, but how can then these departments, these HR departments, increase their human resources? resource management system, user adoption. What's the best way to to reach out in that sense? That's a great point, right? And, you know, in meeting CEOs and CHROs in Singapore, like across APJ, to me, there's got to be sponsorship from the top Ah. and then all the way to below, right? Again, making a change from a million-dollar investment to another million-dollar investment can be absolutely excruciating and painful, right? Sure. And, you know, the whole change of mindset and making sure that we want to make our employees top-notch so that they can delight their customers, that has to go from top to bottom, right? Mm -hmm. And again, that sponsorship cuts both ways. I'm very hands-on in making sure that I understand the needs of the users, and the mid-level managers all the way to the C-level six. And I make sure that I have those regular touch points with the change agents, with the decision makers, so that they also feel heard and, and supported that, hey, we're not just here to sell you the platform, we're yeah. here to make it successful after go live. Yeah. You know, this, if you think, think about it, with regard to your last statement, right, it's a problem that's existed even before this great digitalization. The common phrase that you would tell big bosses from the top, come down from your ivory tower, and that principle still stays the same. Yeah, I actually kind of disagree with that because, okay. um, again, with what happened with with the pandemic, in my opinion, that has really made the world more vulnerable in accepting right, right. that wherever we are, whether you're working in a hawker place, in your home, in the office, 
we've got to protect you right because without you, what will happen? And, you know, the great return, that's fantastic. But six months, 12 months, 18 months ago, there was the great resignation, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and you see, that was incredible. I was actually part of that. I used to work for a large tech firm, but I was really um, encouraged to move to Darren Box because of the humility and of the co-founders and, and just the sheer opportunity. Wow. And that's very important, right? That's very important in my opinion. Yeah, you bring up a really good point there. I suppose on that, I mean, just to summarize, what do you see in terms of trends and challenges that could shape the future of work here in Singapore? So I guess adoption is really key, right? I've seen a lot of painful implementations that after being implemented, there's only about maybe 50 or highest of about 60% adoption across the employee base. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to really reach the last mile employee, you know, the ones who close the shops, the ones who are left behind in the factory. We want to make sure that we're touching their lives so that they become included, right? Mm. So to me, Measuring business process improvements is also very important. So it's like, you know, the cost of many HR technologies has gone up in recent years. And that has to be measured so that you learn from that experience, right? And again, I'm going to be a bit techy here, but I think there's really an underestimation of implementation and integration costs, right? Oh, wow, it's a great mobile first technology. That's fantastic. I want to implement that. And then from the employee side, they're not yet ready. So those implementation and integration costs get to balloon. That's fine, Darren Box. We have, we have a methodology called inflection. This mm. is based on our learnings from the hundreds and hundreds of implementations we've done globally. And we want to make sure that we learn the process, we understand the culture inside that company so that when we make them go live, they will really use it after being live. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm a bit greedy. Just one super, super, super quick because we're running out of time. Can technology uh, and implementation technology uh, with HR help with regard to diversity, equality? Does that help? Absolutely. You know, I'm a big fan of diversity, equality, equity and inclusion. Right. And again, it starts from a technology platform that can be used across the board. It starts with a technology platform that you can play around in your mobile phone, being able to connect with your coworkers wherever you are, just like using Facebook, right? To me, again, I've been a techie for, I think, half of my life, right? So I'm a bit biased. But technology would really help out making sure that employees get connected wherever they are, making sure that they're supported, that they're heard. And again, it starts with a technology that's consumer-grade, mobile-first, and very easy to use. Thanks a lot for that. We've been speaking with Wancho Jerusalem, who is Vice President and Head of APJ Expansion at Darwin Box. Wancho, thank you for your time. Take care and stay safe, yeah? You too. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Cheers. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.